0: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide, and we really appreciate you making us a part of your Sunday morning, and most especially, you know, with the mission of USA Wealth to protect your family and protect your money. Nothing could be of greater importance than that message on this Sunday morning as we turn and say hello there to Ray. Good to see you.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Phil. And Phil, happy Easter. Today is Easter for the Greek Orthodox Thank faith.
0: Thank you so much. Galo Christos Anesti. That's the expression we use. Christos Anesti.
1: And how does that translate?
0: Christ is risen. And when I say Christos Anesti, the person I'm saying it to replies, Alithos anesti, which means indeed, yeah. he, is he is risen, risen, risen. indeed.
1: Alithos anesti.
0: Thank you. para poli.
1: See. We? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Lamb dinner is on me later on. Terrific. You know, Tenny and I went to Greece uh, (laughs) a number of years ago, and we had a wonderful time. It's a beautiful country, so happy Easter to you, and happy Easter to everyone of the Greek Orthodox faith. Appreciate that. Thank you, Ray. And uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This morning we're going to be talking about assisted living and some things that you might need to do to consider assisted living. What is assisted living compared to a nursing home And why is it better than a nursing home if you qualify to be in assisted living? We're very pleased to have with us this morning um, Kathy Givens. She's the Director of Community Relations at Emeritus at Dartmouth Village, which is a Brookdale community. So welcome. Good morning, Kathy. Good
2: morning. Thank Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Well, We're pleased to have you here. You know, a lot of people really don't know a lot about assisted living. They think that it's a nursing home, but it's so much different because I know... People can come and go if they're in assisted living, can't they? They can. And you can have people who might even have a vehicle and they just drive, but they need to have care. They don't have enough uh, ability to stay in their own home, so perhaps they might need to be in assisted living. That's correct. And we're going to talk a lot about uh, the emeritus at Dartmouth Village, a Brookdale community. And I know you're located on um, Slocum Road, right? We are,
2: 274 Slocum Road in Dartmouth.
1: Kathy, I don't know if you know it or not, but many years ago, before Emeritus was even constructed, uh, at that point in my life, I was actually practicing law, and I was engaged by the Marriott Corporation, and I helped them get their special permit from the planning board. We had to do some zoning law changes. I worked a lot with Rich Reum from GHR Engineering, and uh, we made a wonderful team going before all the various boards in town. And it was just an open field at that point. So I'm pleased that I have had a, a small role in the past in helping to see Emeritus get built and constructed. It's a wonderful facility.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for the participation that you, you had in it.
1: It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And you know, Phil, this morning we have with us uh, two other very special guests. We have Attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Hello there, Mike. you And we have Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny.
3: Good morning.
1: One of
0: my favorites.
1: Tenny's the smallest person here, but she's the most powerful person here, I like to think. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) That will get me a really good dinner later (laughs) today. (laughs) But welcome. Now, uh, Mike, uh, tell us uh, the name of your firm and where you're located, please.
4: Uh, We are Lance Law, Inc. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, right across from Kitty Corner to Vanity Fair, if you know where that is. Yes. Right in the middle of all the traffic.
1: That's the... Very good description. <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, you have to think about a visual impression of what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking across a, a large circular table. I've got people around me here. Phil's on one side of me. I can see him fine. I can see Tenny. I can see Kathy. And when I look over to see Mike, I'm seeing a screen, a computer screen, <laughs> and there's a sign on top that says Fun 107. And I can just barely see the top of Mike's hair because he's hiding behind the screen. So. We're going to pretend that you're here, Mike. I am here. Oh, good. Well, you know, assisted living is all about helping people. Uh, There comes a time in people's lives sometimes when somebody just can't take care of themselves at home by themselves anymore. They might not have family members who can help be caregivers for them, or they might not be able to afford the cost of round-the-clock care, which can be more expensive than even being in an assisted living facility. So Kathy, let's begin with you. Uh, This is Kathy Givens. Tell us what you folks do at Emeritus. What's your typical population? How many residents do you have, for example?
2: Okay, currently we have approximately 80 residents currently living in our community. Um, We have two sections, a memory care section, um, neighborhood, and we also have an assisted living area.
1: Okay, and um, is it mostly seniors that you serve, or do you have people who have disabilities also?
2: We have both. Um, Our youngest um, resident is 59, and our oldest is 102, so we do cover quite a a wide um, Hmm. age range. Okay. And males and females, two-thirds women and one-third men.
1: Two-thirds women. I wonder why that is the case. Is it because women live longer than men do typically?
2: I I believe so.
1: Hmm.
2: I believe that's true.
1: And what does the memory care unit do? Is that for people who have dementia?
2: It is. Um, some form of dementia, um, vascular, or Alzheimer's dementia, needs more service and care, a more disciplined type of activities with supervision 24 hours a day, never left unattended with a secure uh, cottage in a secure courtyard to provide safety.
1: That's what I was going to ask you, if it was locked and secured.
2: It is secure. Mm -hmm. But you've
1: got people who are uh, caregivers who are inside the facility also, so if you had some kind of an emergency, people could get out.
2: Correct. We have staff within each cottage. We have a cottage-style building set up. So two of the cottages for memory care have 27 apartments. There are um, certified nursing assistants, which we are called resident um, assistants, who assist them with their activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. And then we have nurses on site seven days a week from seven in the morning till 10 at night.
1: Okay. Tenny, um, Attorney Tenny Lance, tell us what do we mean by activities of daily living? What, why, why is that an important uh, terminology?
3: Well, activities of daily living are those things that we all do every day. We get up and we dress, we bathe, we eat, we toilet, we transfer, and I always forget the fifth. Do you remember that, Kathy? medication
2: management would it be
3: i don't remember what Mm -hmm. the sixth is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there are things that we do every day and the state uh through mass health determines that if you are unable to do two of those activities at least then you may be eligible for some sort of assisted care whatever that care might might be either in the, the home or in an assisted living or nursing home setting
1: and I guess, um, Kathy, typically somebody in an assisted living facility is able to do certain things by themselves, like they might be able to get down to the dining room, for example, I suppose.
2: Yeah, each case is different. Um, they're evaluated prior to coming into the community to determine what their particular needs may be. And a service plan is put in place called a care plan to coordinate those services for that particular resident.
1: hmm Okay. And um, do you have good food?
2: We have excellent food. Excellent food. Um, we offer three meals, all served to the residents in the cottage that they live in. There's about 15 apartments in each cottage. Um, there's two to three entree choices for lunch and supper, and a hot breakfast, as well as um, hot entrees offered for breakfast as well.
1: I know I've seen one of your um, brochures, and it says, All the Comforts of Home. It sounds like it's almost being in a home facility with a, a different kind of a family. Isn't it
2: is, it? kind of like a country setting where The people that live in the cottage—about 15 to 18 residents—dine in the cottage they live in. So the group becomes their family and friends.
1: Okay. Now I know that you're the director of community relations. Does that mean that you also get to do the cooking?
2: I do not. (laughs) No, I do not. I do get to taste it quite frequently, but no, I um, I do not do any of the cooking. I am pretty much sales and marketing, and do outreach and professional development.
1: So who does the cooking then?
2: Our chef, Tony D'Amatos, and his staff in the kitchen of our community, which I believe um, this past week some of your staff had the opportunity to enjoy his cuisine. We did. We had, a,
4: <laughs> we had a meeting just yesterday, Tenny and I, and our marketing coordinator, and we had some shrimp scampi, which was Whoa. excellent. It was really, really good. So thank you for that. Oh, you're it welcome. Was
3: absolutely delicious. Mm. So Plus, I didn't you. have to make dinner for Ray. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I I know that it smelled very
4: good. I know that uh, there was this strong smell of garlic throughout the whole office building.
3: Oh, it was wonderful.
4: They came in and they cooked it right there so it was nice and hot and fresh. Mm.
2: And that's how we do all our cooking. All the food is made on site at the community in our um, community center and then brought over in food trucks and put into steam tables and served to the residents.
1: Very nice. And... um, do people have uh, who are functioning fairly well, do they have the freedom and the flexibility to come and go as they choose? Do they sign out and sign in when they come? Somewhere? There is a
2: sign out if they're leaving the premises, not okay. just the cottage, but if they're leaving actually the premises of um, Dartmouth Village, they do sign out because of our, our rules and regulations related to fire regress.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And tell me a little bit about your educational background, uh, Kathy. I think you went to UMass Lowell. I did.
2: I went to UMass Lowell, um, and I have a bachelor's of psychology with a minor in nursing. Okay. Which has been very helpful to my role as um, the person who comes in for admissions and determining when a resident and caregiver comes in, what part of the community they would be most appropriate for, whether it's assisted living or the memory care area.
1: Hmm. So you've been in the nursing and uh, caregiving field I guess, most of your career. I certainly
2: have. Fifteen years in assisted living, and prior to that, I did adult day health and social daycare programs, and um, also worked for one of the um, ASAPs in the area, the area um, aging agencies as well.
1: All right. Tenny, um, Attorney Tenny Lance, let me ask you a question. Uh, Let's say somebody is about to go into an assisted living facility. Are there certain kinds of legal documents they should have in place?
3: Well, um, whether you're going into an assisted living facility or um, elsewise in your life, you should have a variety of what we call simple documents. You should have at least a will, a durable power of attorney, and health care documents. And as I said, that relates to whether or not you're entering the uh, assisted living. But Kathy, I believe that a health care proxy is a requirement for entry.
2: We strongly recommend it, and if they do not have them, we will certainly assist them with that process, but um, some people can still be fairly independent and have not done that, and we do recommend it, but I don't. it's not a mandate. Okay. It's, it's
3: not a mandate. I'm, maybe I'm thinking of nursing facilities. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Kathy, many years ago, uh, before my mother passed away, she began to have some significant dementia issues, and... She had to be uh, hospitalized briefly, and from there she went to a local nursing home in New Bedford, and she was a patient there for about six months, and then they basically said, you know, she's really very high functioning. She would probably be better off not in a nursing home, but in assisted living. And at that point in time, my sister and my brother were both living up in the Auburn Mass area, and we brought my mother up to an assisted living facility there, Do you remember the name of that place, Tenny? I'm not quite sure I can remember the name of that place.
3: I want to say Stoneledge or some, something like that. But it's a very nice, I mean, all the assisted living facilities are gorgeous.
1: But she went there for a while, and she received uh, excellent care. And then from there, after she became worse, after I think it was about a year, she then transferred and transitioned back to a nursing home, and she ended up at the Masonic Home in Charlton Mass which also gave her outstanding care and later when she passed away we brought all the flowers from the funeral um, back over to the nursing home and they got to enjoy the flowers again also. Michael let me ask you a question attorney Michael Coleman um, I understand that you're going to be doing uh, a seminar recently talking about uh, estate planning topics and can you tell us when and where that's going to be?
4: Yes we're doing a seminar on Tuesday, April 21st at 6.30 p.m., and that's going to be at the Emeritus location at 274 Slocum Road in Dartmouth. And will they be contacting us to sign up for this, or you, or
2: They can we? do either. Um, uh, on the flyer that we have, they can contact um, your phone number at 508-998-8800 to sign up. Or well, they can call our emeritus uh, community at 508-999-0404 to make a reservation for that event.
4: You can also register online uh, at Lance Law Inc. if you wanted to do that. And again, the date on that is when, Mike? That's April 21st, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. So that's a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So that's not
1: necessarily for somebody who is about to go into an assisted living facility. It's just general estate planning information. But at the same time, somebody could check out the facility, I assume.
4: Right. It's a really, really nice place. We saw all sorts of pictures of it yesterday, and I look forward to Mm -hmm. seeing it.
2: I will be there, so I will be available for any families or caregivers
3: and um, seniors that may like to take a tour.
4: I I might go there.
3: Excuse me. I'm sorry. I was hoping you might offer a tour at that time because I'm not sure that people truly understand what assisted living is like and how lovely a living environment it can be.
2: Yep, no, no, I absolutely will be there to offer a tour because people just don't really get the sense of the difference between assisted living versus a skilled nursing facility or rehab center.
4: And you are pet friendly?
2: We are. <laughs> we do. We have currently we have two cats um currently that live there. We've had dogs in the past over the many years. We've been there since 1999, but currently we have two cats and you know, we are are very uh, pet friendly.
1: Do those belong to the residents?
2: One cat belongs to a resident and one belongs to us.
1: Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Did they get along?
2: The two cats, well, one stays in the resident's apartment that belongs to the, the, the female that owns that cat, and the other cat, Pretty much has run of the cottage she's like queen elizabeth um she we just had an article there was an article in the newspaper they did a few weeks ago in the standard times and the spirit newspaper and a full article with a picture of elizabeth and she'd been there for about eight or nine years
1: well i i have to tell you kathy that every cat is like queen elizabeth (laughs) yeah they're very independent they do what they want to do they do so I have to ask a question. I apologize for asking this question because I don't like to ask a question unless I know the answer. But will the chef be providing any delicacies? He will, let's he will be
2: providing some pastries. We'll have coffee and beverages as well. But we always at these events do provide some great pastries, um, perhaps our signature cookies, which are absolutely delicious.
1: Good. I think I have to go to try the uh, delicacies. And uh, I also want to see if my name is on a plaque on the wall. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, taking care of people is is so very, very important. Uh, a gentleman named uh, jo- Julius Rosenwald once said, all the other pleasures of life seem to wear out, but the pleasure of helping others in distress never does. No. And I think that would be very true for a facility like Emeritus. Yes. And... Uh, there's also an Arabian proverb that says, He who has health has hope, and he who has hope has everything. And, Phil, I have to give you an Aristotle quotation. See, I'm not even going to ask you to guess this one. Hope is a waking dream.
0: That's nice.
1: Aristotle had many good things to say, didn't he? Mm, absolutely. That's one of Phil's favorite philosophers. <laughs> Aristotle and did, I, I asked this question before. Did he have a first name or a last name?
0: <laughs> he did have a first name.
1: It's Aristotle. So it's Aristotle, Aristotle? Uh,
0: no, Onassis. Aristotle, oh. Onassis. He just shortened it to Aristotle.
1: I see. <laughs> well, let me ask you some questions. Um, what kind of services does somebody typically receive in assisted care? Um Do they have bed checks at night? Does somebody help take care of their room for them? Do they bring their own furniture? Things like that?
2: Okay. Um, Residents typically move into the community and bring their own furniture Mm -hmm. for a permanent stay. Um, They can, for a short term stay, have a respite stay where we would provide the furniture from one month to three months. Okay. Sometimes, if they're living with family and going away, then perhaps we'll provide um, the short term furniture for that purpose. Or if they're just coming for a short rehab after a a rehab stay in a facility um, before they can go home and do stairs, then perhaps they would, you know, certainly do a respite. Um, We provide bathing, dressing, toileting, medication management, um, nurses on site, um, three meals, housekeeping, daily, uh, daily housekeeping, weekly room cleaning, laundry, personal laundry and linens, linen bed change weekly, um, so a host of amenities that come with the base fees and then the additional personal care that's individualized for each person, um, providing them with the care and services that they would need.
1: What about exercise? Is there an yeah. exercise facility? Seven days
2: a week. We do not have an exercise facility. What we do have is um, a chair sitting and a Zumba class that we offer, plus okay. walking groups. So um, those are the types of exercise programs we offer.
1: How about dancing?
2: Lots of dancing, lots of music, Um Seniors love dancing, Um, so we do have a lot of entertainers that join the community and perform. At least weekly, we have a performer that comes a live performance, Um, sing-alongs, karaoke. We just recently had a program, Dancing with the Staff, where um, a staff management team and staffs um, joined up with a a resident and did a dance um, routine. We offered them a trophy at the end. We had a judging um, team, and it was great.
1: Send a copy to Tom (laughs) Bergeron. Kathy, did you know that uh, Tenny and I are taking dancing lessons right now?
2: Oh, very nice. You'll have to come show off.
1: So Tenny can do some instruction when she goes, (laughs) right? Uh,
3: (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) We step on each other's toes far too often.
1: (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. We're getting better. (laughs) We're doing that because we have a wedding coming up, and we thought we had to learn a little bit about dancing. It's been a long, long time. Now, how many of your residents might actually have a car where they might go out and drive? I'd say
2: a handful have a car. Okay. For the most part, our residents um, use our coach um, for transportation that we offer. We do free talk, doctor's appointments on Tuesdays, and outings, and the vans out every day, shopping, outings, out to dinner, going to the theater. Are those popular? They are. It fits 10, so... It's usually a full, full boat, you know, or a full mm. bus.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. So, so you really have a lot of freedom in the assisted living facility, but you have somebody who can help take care of you if you can't bathe yourself. What about medications? Are medications uh, supervised or administered? or if somebody can take care of their own meds, are they allowed to?
2: They are. If um, if they're independent with their medication, they can certainly self-administer, but we do have a couple of different programs for um, administration of medications or oversight. One is called SAM, which is Self-Administration Medication Monitoring Program, Mm -hmm. where their medications are locked in a, a locked drawer in their apartment, and our staff, which are there 24 hours a day, will come in and prompt them to take their medication. And then we have nurses who have limited med administration where the actual nurses will come and administer the meds to that individual. And that's determined which plan by the nurse when the evaluation is done.
1: All right. So, um, Attorney Mike Coleman, back to you for just a minute. Let's assume that somebody is having essentially all their physical needs taken care of uh, in an assisted living facility like Emeritus. And... um, What if they need help taking care of their finances? What kind of documents are useful for that that they might need to have in place?
4: Uh, For finances, I would suggest a a durable power of attorney, perhaps. They would name an agent. Uh, Maybe it would be one of the children to take care of their finances for them if they couldn't do it themselves. Uh, There are a couple different kinds of powers of attorney. There's a, a general power of attorney, which takes effect the moment it's executed, and then there's a springing power of attorney that would take effect when the person becomes incapacitated. So we could do both. Generally what we do is the general power of attorney. We think it's better because the other one involves doctors and writing letters about incapacity, and that can be sort of cumbersome sometimes. So. And what other kind of documents ought they have,
1: uh, should they have, like uh, well, health, as, health documents, for Yeah, example. as Tony
4: mentioned before, they should have, at least have a will. Um and then in terms of healthcare documents they should have a healthcare proxy, uh HIPAA authorization, and maybe a living will if they wanted to.
1: All right. And Mike, could you tell us again about the seminar that's coming up that you're going to be participating in at Emeritus?
4: Yes, that's going to be at Emeritus on Tuesday, April twenty first, six thirty PM. And that's located at two seventy four Slocum Road. You can get in touch with Emeritus to sign up for that workshop or you can Get in touch with us at 508-998-8800, or you can also sign up online at lancelawinc.com.
1: Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, we we have as a special guest this morning, Kathy Givens from Emeritus um, at Dartmouth Village. It's a, uh, what's the Brookdale Brookdale, Brookdale mm-hmm. Project, or Brookdale community Community, mm-hmm. community that's a better word. So if somebody wanted to contact Emeritus directly and make a reservation, and I guess you are looking for reservations, yep. so you can forecast how many cookies to have Correct. from Correct. It chef. would
2: be 508-999-0404.
1: Okay. Well, you're obviously very knowledgeable. You've been in this particular business, the caregiving business, for a long time. I think it's important for people to recognize that if somebody is in an assisted living facility, it's a, it's a lovely place to live, basically. It becomes your home. And it doesn't mean that if you're there that you're necessarily going to go to a nursing home later, does it?
2: No, it doesn't because we can pretty much care for them through the end of their life um, with, within certain perimeters, of course. And okay. um, they had, can have hospice at our community as well. So they can live there and they can actually die quite peacefully and nicely around their friends and their, their uh, resident associates that care for them that they're familiar with rather than going to a strange environment. And it makes it much more um, home-like.
1: I want to remind our audience that this program is sponsored to you every week by uh, USA Wealth Group, and we help people show um, different ideas how to protect your family. Certainly, assisted living is one important way to protect a family member. And our special guest this morning is Kathy Givens, who's the Director of Community Relations at Emeritus at Dartmouth Village, a Brookdale community. And we're going to come right back in just a moment and go into a little bit more detail about some of the other kinds of services and things that are provided at a wonderful facility like Emeritus. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Welcome back on this Sunday morning. And for those of you who are Eastern Orthodox, a very happy Easter. And uh, Ray, a very interesting first half.
1: Phil, can you say Happy Easter again in Greek, please?
0: Kalopaska, or what we say is Christos Anesti, and others will reply.
3: I can't remember. Althos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anesti? <yeah>,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alithos.
3: Alithos.
0: Alithos
1: Anesti.
3: That's very good.
0: Alithos <laughs> Anesti. Yeah. Christ is risen, indeed, He is risen.
1: And we'll have the red Easter eggs for you. I don't have a lot of uh, Greek in my uh, language skills. The most important Greek word I ever learned was "opa." <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know in Greece. That's
3: it? <laughs> no, it's the licorice, liquor that he best oh, learned. the ouzo. Ouzo. <laughs> ouzo, yeah.
1: The ouzo. Mm. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about assisted living and how assisted living is different from a nursing home. A nursing home typically is for people who are uh, in need of a more intense kind of a care and they just really can't take care of themselves at all. I'd like to know a little bit more about the functioning of the memory unit. And we're here this morning with Kathy Givens. She is the Director of Community Relations at Emeritus at Dartmouth Village, which is a Brookdale project. Boy, I get that better every time, don't I? <laughs> it's kind of a long name for right now. It
2: is. We hope to shorten that soon so in So we're going to say <laughs>
1: Emeritus Brookdale soon. Excellent. Yeah, good mm-hmm. suggestion. Mm-hmm. But thank you for being with us, Kathy. And um, I know that you're going to be hosting in a couple of weeks the uh, Lance Law Inc. Yes. Doing an estate planning program. Mike, can you give us the details, Attorney Michael Coleman, about the workshop that you've got coming up at Emeritus?
4: Sure. That's on Tuesday, April 21st at 6.30 p.m. You can sign up for that by calling us at 508-998-8800 or going online to lancelawinc.com. And that's going to be at the... Uh, emeritus location at 274 Slocum Road in Dartmouth. So feel free to call and sign up. We'll be talking about all sorts of things. We'll be talking about estate planning documents. We'll be talking about wills and trusts and powers of attorney, um, estate taxes. So please come, and we hope we can teach you something.
1: Good. And uh, so if somebody wants to go, they can just call the office, or they can also call you, Kathy, at Emeritus. At what number, please?
2: 508-999-0404. And we're located just down the street from Bishop Stang High School, right after John George Farm.
1: Okay, good. And um, I know your brochure says, All the Comforts of Home. And I guess that's especially true because, for the most part, people would be bringing their own furniture uh, into their particular room or rooms. Yeah. And do you have couples living together?
2: We do. We have several couples living in our community. Um, the majority live together. And then we do have a couple of couples where one sp- spouse lives in the assisted living and the other spouse, due to need, lives in the memory care.
1: Okay. So are all the spouses or all the couples that you have there married? They are. Okay. just wanted to check on that
4: question. They are. <laughs> were they all couples when they arrived? They were. <laughs>
2: oh, <okay. laughs> we haven't had any marriages lately. So okay. that's, you know, you never know. But um, certainly, you know, we welcome love at any age.
1: So it's all the comforts of home. And what I like about the concept that you have there is that you've got small cottages or small buildings. So you don't have like 50 people in one building, for example. No, it's great. So you've got about 15, I think you said?
2: 15 to 18, depending if they're in a one-bedroom and it's a couple or if they're in a studio apartment is what we offer. And... Um, It makes it much more intimate, cozy, and home-like with fireplaced living rooms, a nice dining room in each cottage, and it also helps with ensuring that the quality of service and care they're providing, they can be mobile enough to get there. Mm -hmm. without any assistance, or if they do need it, they can get assistance. There's no long hallways, no stairs, no elevators. It's not a huge dining room with 50 to 60 people. Um, So you really can monitor how they're doing with their eating and dining experience if they're having problems or concerns that we can target and assist them with further if um, they're not feeling
1: well. Okay. I think it might be useful to talk a little bit about uh, financing and how does one pay for long-term care. So, Let's say it's an individual, a mm-hmm. single person. What might the cost be for somebody who's living in assisted living?
2: If it's a studio apartment, the cost would be, this. the base cost is $4,080 a month. Okay. If it's a one-bedroom, it's $4,865 a month. Mm-hmm. And that only provides the basic amenities, um, such as the housekeeping weekly, the uh, laundry for linens and personal, the activities, the emergency pool court systems we provide for necklaces um, and such, and the three meals, the snacks, and the activities, the outings, and transportation on Tuesdays to physicians' appointments. If they need additional ongoing personal hands-on care, such as bathing, dressing, toileting, and medication management, that's an additional fee that's determined by the nurse that does the evaluation, and we offer five levels of care in assisted living and four levels of care in memory care.
1: Okay. So typically, somebody would use their Social Security, and they might have a pension or another source of income as well. Um, I, Tenny, I don't believe, Attorney Tenny Lance, I don't believe that long-term care insurance will typically cover assisted living. Is that correct?
3: It often will.
1: Oh, it will? Yes, okay.
3: depending so upon the plan. and Let's talk about that so for a minute. Well, long-term care insurance is something that you purchase privately. Uh, it's best to start that at a relatively young age, like your 50s or so forth, but it's started later by some, and that provides um, reimbursement, essentially, for expenses that are medically related, um, and it can be at home, it can be in an assisted living, or it can be at a nursing home. So, like any other type of insurance, if you uh, worry that your house will burn down, you buy house insurance. If you worry that you're going to need some sort of medical care later on in life, you might buy long-term care insurance. We're... Uh, very large advocates of long-term care insurance.
1: Okay, good. Um, I know in my office we don't do long-term care insurance, but I typically refer that out to a good friend of mine who is with John Hancock full-time. And, uh, Tenny, I think you have long-term care insurance.
3: I do. I've had it for quite a number of years. Uh, I find it fairly reasonable. My uh, annual premium is about $1,600. So, it's sort of in the range of uh, car and house insurance and so forth. And uh, it's going to protect me if I should ever need, have a medical need that is greater that, than uh, just what I might be able to pay for.
1: Well, you know, Phil, I don't do much cooking at all. I think I have two signature dishes that I can what prepare. Are, I, I need to know this. A well, peanut butter
0: and jelly sandwich and... No,
1: one is no. Uh, spaghetti carbonara.
0: Ooh,
3: He's yeah. very good at that. What, what is your secret on that?
1: Um, I went to the uh, pasta house once <laughs> and had the meal, and I really enjoyed it. And I asked what kind of ingredients went in, and I just remembered all the ingredients and put it together myself. Nice. <laughs> they didn't give me a written recipe. But I still like theirs better than mine. And the other thing that I make really well is pancakes. Really? That's it.
3: Breakfast pancakes. Oh, yes. Those it's are my a, two dishes. A, how it's a family tradition. Yeah. How
0: do you get them nice and fluffy?
1: Well, um, buttermilk uh, mix Ooh. is one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you have to have a nice hot temperature. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to cook a long time on the stove. They yeah. have to cook fairly quickly. And then they tend to puff up more quickly.
3: But because of his lack of cooking skills... The best thing he makes is reservations. <gasps> that is the best.
4: <laughs>
1: well, what I'm thinking is that if Tenny had need of being in an assisted living facility, she's going to have really wonderful meals, and I'll have to go visit her. Oh, can you have visitors, Kathy? Anytime,
2: 24 hours a day. Very yeah, yeah. welcome.
1: And mm-hmm. and would they pay separately for their meal? They would. Okay. They would
2: be billed um, to the resident's um, monthly you know, account and for any meals, breakfast, lunch, or supper that they
1: Okay. So I could come visit you when you're in the assisted living facility, Tony, and and you wouldn't have to cook and I wouldn't have to cook.
3: Neither of us love to cook. That's right.
1: Because I'm going to be in big trouble. (laughs) 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 I get awfully tired of just pancakes and spaghetti carbonara. (laughs) It wouldn't be a good thing for me. Well, um, let me ask, um, is there a transition team or something like that if somebody does have to go from assisted living to a nursing home facility? Uh, don't necessarily
2: have a transition team because um, by law we do not have to have a social worker on site oh. because we're not um, Medicaid or Mass Health type program. We're private pay, um, so we would recommend and refer people out to three um, area facilities for them to check out. Um, we'll give them the names and addresses and information and assist them in that process and anything else they might need. If they need to be in contact with their local um, Coastline Elderly or Bristol Elder Services, we'll contact them. Um, connect them with those people as well.
1: Hmm. If somebody had special dietary needs, let's say somebody's diabetic, for mm-hmm. example, or might need to lose weight, um, is there a dietitian on staff or well, somebody they work with to help design meals?
2: But the community, Emeritus Brookdale, does have a dietitian that visits our community monthly. Um, we have a s- scheduled um, menu plan that we can alter and change as needed um, based on the residents' preferences. And we do have low-salt, low-fat diets, as well as uh, sugar-free diets for uh, our residents. We also provide um, puree or ground diets, and we can provide pre-made thicket if needed for residents who have swallowing issues and Mm -hmm. concerns um, for dysphagia.
1: Okay. And... Do you ever have such things as uh, fire drills, for example?
2: Monthly. Okay. Monthly so, on all three shifts. And that's very important to any assisted living or skilled you know environment. Um, we are a huge com- proponent of fire drills in our community.
1: Yeah, our son uh, Peter, uh, Tanny and my son Peter, is uh, an on-call firefighter for the town of Dartmouth. He's on the uh, fire department. And uh, it just occurred to me, I, I know the buildings are sprinklered and, and so forth, but I was just thinking that you yeah, must have to have fire drills.
2: We do. And it's mandated by the state because we're oh. regulated by the state of Massachusetts, um assisted living you know, um, entity. Um, and they do review those. And we do have to have fire drills on all three shifts.
1: So where it's a, of, of major concern to the state, I assume they must come in and do inspections they once do. in a while, too. The
2: state comes in um, every two years to recertify us, and we are, as of our last survey, um, de- deficiency-free.
1: That's nice to hear. Yeah. Well, we're talking again with Kathy Givens, who's uh, the Director of uh, Community Relations at Emeritus at Dartmouth Village, which is a Brookdale community. Now, what do you do outside of the assisted living facility at Emeritus in order to tell people what you do?
2: Okay. What I do is I meet with um, social workers and discharge planners at area um, skilled nursing facilities and rehabs. I meet with estate planners and attorneys. I meet with real estate individuals. I go to hospitals and meet with nursing staff and um, staff there. I do presentations at local senior centers, uh, social daycare programs, Okay. A host of things.
1: Good. Do you do any entertainment inside the facility itself?
2: We do entertainment in the facility where we open it up, and such as the events we're having, sometimes we'll do musical events and invite the consumers um, in as well. We're planning a big um, event in May for um, our theme for the month is Mexico, and we're doing a huge event um in May, I forget the. I think it's May 16th. We're holding a very large event from two to three thirty, with um, actually a Maserati band, or I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. But um, they're coming down from Boston mm-hmm. and performing for us, and we'll be having all different types of Mexican foods. That and would entertainment, be fun. And yeah, it'll yeah, be good.
1: We should arrange a live broadcast sometime, Phil. From that would be beautiful. Oh, I'd
2: love to have you come.
0: Do you have a an activities director who? Changes activities and comes up with these themes?
2: She, yeah, we do. We do have an activities director who coordinates all the activities for our residents and outings and for both assisted living and memory care. And they coordinate the activities um, with their staff as well. And we also have guidelines, of course, to follow with our Brookdale Emeritus community to um, meet.
0: What kind of activities? Give us an idea.
2: Well, Any different day is different. Like today, I know this, we celebrate birthdays, Mm -hmm. and um, we're having a birthday luncheon um, for the residents who are having um, their birthday in the month of April, Mm -hmm. and um, they'll be having a nice luncheon today, and with their guests as well, in the common um, room, which is called the community center. So it won't be in their own particular cottage, they'll be having a nice lunch you know, we do have the typical bingo twice a week. We have ac- uh, exercise every day. We offer um, quilt making. We have jewelry making. We have um, a coffee hour for our men with the veterans group um, weekly. So we do offer a wide variety of activities, um, painting class.
0: Who's the best card player? That's, what I, I, that's the person I want to meet so they can teach
2: me. Yeah, we have different ones depending if they're <laughs> playing bridge, poker, or, uh, you know, Hi-Lo Jack, I mean, you have, I to, you have to know what your specialty, and then we have a game called Penny Ante, which is a very simple game the residents love to play. So we have a host of games and card games that we do um, participate in.
1: I bet it's a very healthy place for people to be because you know, if they're home by themselves and having somebody come in their house to take care of them, they wouldn't have the social interaction. So there's a lot more life going on inside of an assisted living facility, I would think.
2: Definitely. They have a lot of socialization and interaction with the other residents and the staff. And they can partake in whatever activities they prefer. I mean, if they prefer to watch a special show in their apartment, they can certainly do that. We do encourage them to join in, but they all have choice. And so if you're a quiet, you know, reticent type person who likes to read your book and stay in your apartment, only come out for meals and socialize then, that's your choice. But if you prefer to be more gregarious and get out with the groups or smaller groups, then happily we we have you join in.
1: You know, what we do, Kathy, at USA Wealth Group is we show people how to manage their assets in retirement. And so my first concern, obviously, is somebody's budget and what are their needs. And if somebody's in an assisted living facility, obviously they'll have Social Security and pension income to go towards paying the cost of that. But often they'll also have assets. And one of the things that we do is make sure people have enough income in retirement. So we can show folks how to take assets and restructure it perhaps into some kind of a payout annuity that's guaranteed for the rest of their life, and that gives them a further stream of income that would help uh, pay for the cost of assisted living. Mm, that's wonderful. So if anybody is considering assisted living as an option, um, or whether it's parents or whether it's children, they can certainly meet with us. That We don't charge anything to meet. Give us me a call at 508-998-8858, and we can review assets. What about other financial resources that might be available to help pay? Let's say somebody has a couple of fixed sources of income, such as Social Security or maybe a small pension. Uh, Tenny, are there other uh, programs that might be available? I think I've heard of something called the GAFC, something like that.
3: Yes, the Group Assisted Foster Care Program is a combined program with Social Security and Medicaid. And when I spoke with Kathy last week about this program, she said that, Emeritus at Dartmouth Village has applied for this. There uh, are not very many of these kinds of units in the greater New Bedford area, are there, Kathy?
2: No, a couple of the other assisted livings um, do offer that program um, with a limited number budgeted for.
1: Is it basically like a MassHealth or Medicaid kind of a program?
3: It is. You have to qualify uh, with income and assets and so forth. So um, it's not for everyone. But uh, there is the possibility of getting that, uh, getting emeritus to participate in that if the state will act at some point. Yes. I know it's been yeah. tried.
1: But I guess the important message on the financial side of things ought to be that um, – don't assume that it might not be available or affordable for somebody in your family if you think assisted living is a good option for a family member.
3: Well, exactly. If you think about the cost of a nursing home, which is now in our area upwards of uh eleven, twelve thousand dollars a month and consider that in relation to assisted living, which as Kathy said is closer to four to five thousand per month, it's a tremendous savings. And it's such a wonderful atmosphere. It's really like being in a country club. Um, I want to get to some other food things that I think people might be interested in because I was so fascinated meeting with Tony at our office last week. That's the chef. That's the chef, Chef Tony. First of all, uh, Emeritus Kathy won uh, an award at the Chowder Fest last fall. We did. We won
2: first place for our uh, kale soup in our stuffed quahog this past October at the New Bedford um, Chowder Festival. And last year, we won first place for our clam chowder at the New Bedford Chowder Festival, which about 3,000 people um, joined that event. That so was a
3: can,
1: great event. I was there.
3: Mm-hmm. It was. It was so much fun. It was so crowded. Um, so you can imagine what wonderful food you'd get at this place. Um,
1: so is Chef Tony a full-time chef here? He
2: is. He's a wonderful full-time chef, has a lot of um, nutrition background and experience and teaching experience as well.
3: And what Kathy started to uh, mention was that he actually holds a meeting with residents once a month, and they get together and talk about what meals they'd like. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's fascinating. And by the way... Wine is available for lunch is. and dinner?
2: Yep, two glasses of wine for either lunch or dinner is included. No extra cost for that. And actually, not to correct you, but we do meet with the chef weekly to weekly. go over the menu. I'm sorry. So if there's any changes that need to be done, we can do that on a weekly basis.
0: You got Ray's attention when you said two glasses of wine. <laughs> yes. I Did you notice one. he perked up? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I just need one. That's all I need. <laughs> if if uh, some of... Uh, the folks want to go, let's say, to a local shopping center, or you know, someplace locally. Do you have a transportation for them?
2: Or? We do. We have a coach, and it's a chairlift coach. Um, it's a white coach, and it's um, can be utilized. Every day, except for Tuesdays when we do our transports for the physician's appointments. And they go shopping once a week. They go to the movies. They have different events and outings. We go out to eat with the residents. So it's used for a multitude of um,
3: purposes. Mm-hmm. Is so. it available for church services? We do. Or do, you do those at No, on America's? Sundays,
2: we do take our residents to the um, 10 o'clock service. Um, well, actually, it's the 11 o'clock service. We leave at 1030 for the 11 o'clock service at St. Julie's Church on Slocum Road.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm and, um, if somebody wanted something other than a glass of wine, like if you wanted a glass of ouzo, for example, <laughs>
2: well, they can have beer
1: or wine. Beer or wine.
2: And then if they want to have their own beverage in their apartment um, or a nightcap at night, they certainly can keep that in their apartment. At, you know, it's based on of course what their physicians recommend too.
1: Well, that's very civilized, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. They can have a nice.
1: Are you thinking ahead? <laughs> I'm thinking ahead. We have for many res- <laughs> residents that have a nice. Um,
2: even before meals, they'll have a nice drink before. You know cocktail before dinner
1: sounds very pleasant very nice it -hmm. it sounds very pleasant indeed and obviously uh, if somebody can take care of themselves at home uh, then they do so but this can be a wonderful opportunity for people in a good safe facility with good food and activities it's almost like having another extended family I guess when you're staying there it is
2: It is. It is an extended family. The other thing I wanted to add as far as the financial piece is residents can also um, access a veteran's benefit called aid in attendance um, is another way to help offset their cost per month. Sure. And um, if they're a spouse of a deceased veteran that served in the war, um, then certainly they can apply for this program as well. And if they're a spouse, the, um, the actual veteran themselves,
3: they certainly can get a benefit.
1: Tenny, mm. I think you do work in that area, don't you? Helping people with aid in attendance? I'm
3: a a VA-certified counselor, yes. Um, And aid in attendance is a wonderful program that can be accessed through the VA to reimburse for unreimbursed medical expenses, and it can provide up to about $2,000 a month.
2: Yes, it's wonderful. We have many residents that have that, as well as the long-term care insurance that you mentioned earlier.
1: So um, Kathy Givens, who is the Director of Community Relations at Emeritus, a Brookdale community, Uh, How does somebody reach you if they have questions about programs and availability of space and things of that nature?
2: Well, you can call me at 508-999-0404, but we're always welcome for you to just drop in as well. Um, We have management um, seven days a week on site that can offer you a tour. If I'm not there, I work 40 hours a week, um, and I try to be there on weekends every now and then, but um, certainly you're more than welcome to stop by anytime, attend any events you see that are posted at the local Council on Aging's and anything you see, and hopefully you'll be attending um, this great estate planning workshop workshop on April 21st from 6.30 to 8 p.m.
1: Well, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, Attorney Michael Coleman. Thank, thank you, you, Attorney Tenny Lance. Thank and, you. And uh, we look forward to seeing all of you at your event on April 21st, which is a Tuesday night. So it's an opportunity not only to tour the facility and to see what's there, but to learn about estate planning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do to help our seniors. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next week.
0: Yes, we're very grateful for you listening to Money Wise Radio. And remember that none of us can be an expert at everything. So let the professionals at USA Wealth Group help you protect your family and protect your money. Let their family protect your family. And until next Sunday morning... Have a wonderful week. So long, everybody.